Hey guys, welcome back to Crafting Fitness. Today, Mike and I are pleased to have our colleague Henry Toronto on the show. We get into discussing Henry's training history in American football, triathlon, and CrossFit. We then move to discussing his coaching career, his new training program entitled Crafted Function, and how it differs from his one-to-one remote coaching service. When you have a moment, we would really appreciate it if you liked, subscribed, and shared our platform to help us grow. We hope you enjoy the show. Sam and I are back, and we've got one of the other crafty coaches here with us. We've got Henry here with us. Welcome, Henry. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, let's jump right in. We're going, Henry, let's just open up. Let's give him a little bit of, tell us a little bit more your background and, and fitness and coaching and all things in that area. Yeah, for sure. So um, as far as uh, fitness is concerned, like a lot of other folks out there, I pretty much grew up involved in a good variety of sports, um, but uh, football was always my passion, American football, that is. Um, really, you know, participated in, in, in that since the age of 12, oh, sorry, from eight till I was, I believe, 31 was my last year playing uh, semi-pro here. Um, after that, I, I obviously, I've, I've always been a gym rat, but wanted to continue competing. And that's a fairly old age to be thinking about competitive sports, right? Uh, but I started trying out endurance sports and I wanted to do triathlon off the bat, but then I fell in love with a bike. So I did competitive cycling for a little bit, uh, mostly uh, criterium races and whatnot, and uh, did several longer rides that weren't really competitive, but, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing. Um, then a few years after that, I had a few buddies of mine who actually joined triathlon and started doing triathlon. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do it, what I originally signed up for. Um, and then I got into triathlon, did that for three to four years, uh, completed uh, several iron and half iron distance races, um, I believe four and four, four of each. And around that time, you know, seeing where I was in, in triathlon and thinking about where I had been, you know, historically and when what fitness, the fitness that I had in the past, I realized that I was weak, right? And I kept telling myself, like, you know, all these races, I feel like I'm fit. I just wish I was stronger. So I start looking around at, you know, how to start incorporating uh, more weight training into what I was doing and whatnot. And a buddy of mine who was also involved in triathlon said, hey, you should you should check out CrossFit. Um, like I've started doing it a few months ago, and I'm actually going to a CrossFit endurance seminar in, I don't know, like two weeks. So I signed up and went with him to that seminar uh, thinking, you know, or hoping it would help me become a better triathlete. And then during that seminar, you know, it like the CrossFit thing really struck a chord to me and I, I wanted to learn more. So I did, and I did level one. And at the time that being um, early 2012, there was a huge opportunity um, where I'm at, which is in Puerto Rico to open across the gym. And I, I kind of, you know, went for it and started 
started our own gym over here, uh, Aggressive CrossFit in 2012. We were the seventh affiliate uh, in the island. Uh, I believe at some point there was 60 or 70 something uh, as in most other places that I've heard of in recent years. A lot of gyms are still out there, although they're not CrossFit affiliates. Um, and I almost immediately knew that I wanted to compete in CrossFit. So I started doing that and I, I didn't last like three or four months before I started thinking like, you know, this, this isn't making sense to me, right? Like I, I, I know training, I've done training in the past. If I want to get good at the one thing, I, I need to train that thing. I can't get good at handstand pushups, for example, if I'm doing it every 12 days. Right. And, and like that, I, I was struggling with like wrapping my head around that. And around that time, um, another buddy of mine who owns a gym in Cincinnati, uh, he said, Hey, like you should um, come over to the seminar. We're hosting uh, James Fitzgerald from OPT and an athlete camp. You should just come. It, it, it's going to be fun. And, and I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. So I went and did that athlete camp and like that really opened my eyes like that. That was perfect for me at that time. It was everything that I was thinking about as an athlete, everything that I was asking myself about as a coach. Um, so I pursued that pretty aggressively. Um, I believe that was in October. I was in, in Scottsdale that December doing CCP and went through that entire course. And immediately I knew that I you know, I was I was very inspired by competitive fitness, uh, but I wanted to be able to, you know, put that together with more structured training, which is what, you know, what OPT, now OPEX was offering back then. Um, and I knew like, this is perfect. Like I, I want my CrossFit style facility, but I, I want it to be individual design. I want everybody to be training based on where they're at, and where they want to go. And, you know, for years, about, uh, I want to say like six years, seven years, um, I was basically developing the individual design program, still doing classes because it paid the bills and, you know, it, it kept people coming into the gym until we eventually transitioned that to a full individual design facility in 2019. Um, kind of parallel to that entire story uh, around 2015 i get a an email from from the uh coaching director the head coach at opex remote saying like hey i i want to get together with you i want to talk to you about uh this thing we're calling opex remote or opex global rather and i was like cool let's do it and as it turns out uh, they offered me a job as a remote coach uh here at OPEX Remote was the name of the company uh, back then. And I took that. And while I was running my gym, I was also doing remote coaching for what today we know is crafted. Um, yeah, fast forward from all of that to right now. Um, I still own a gym. I'm the owner and head coach at OPEX San Juan. And I still work for crafted as a remote coach. And today I'm the head coach. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I think, uh, it's definitely been, been, a a journey that has, that has helped me grow a lot, not only professionally, but, uh, personally, 
um, in the things that, uh, you know, that I've experienced and that I've learned from coaching others. All right. I, I have a few uh, quick questions from all of that. So one, when you played football, what position did you play? Uh, I was primarily a tailback. Obviously, okay. when you're young, you, you play both ways. So I was a, I played uh, outside linebacker on defense, Ooh. but I, I consider myself running back. I had no idea you played football. Yeah, man. I mean, that was that was all I did growing up. Well, it doesn't surprise me that Henry would play football with Henry's demeanor and, and essence. What always flabbergasts me is all the endurance training and competing yeah. he did. That always like I'm like, wow, that's and to that to that end. What were what were your what was your best half Ironman and your best full Ironman? Um, my best times. Yes. So I have a four forty seven half Ironman and a ten forty one full. Yeah. If you ask me, it's fast. If you asked me, I would uh, I would have stuck to halves for another four to five years before attempting full my my time in the half is i i think a lot more impressive than my time in the in the full i i wasn't ready for that yet and you said cycling was your favorite any any particular races or time trials you did like a 60 minute like peak or max watt or something that would be cool to share just curious what maybe some of your your you know, your highlights were when you were doing that? Um, man, for the most part, what was your FTP in relation to your body weight? Do you know that? Um, I, I don't remember the ratio. I can tell you that FTP, if I'm not mistaken, was a 224 and I was weighing 153 pounds at, like that was race weight. So 224 and, and 70 kilos. Was that 224? So that's like three, no, I, three watts I, a kilo? I don't, think those, I don't think those numbers were right, though. I, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was 224. I'd, I'd have to look back at um, old logs and training peaks to, to find that. Um, I feel like but, it was higher than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I said 224, and that that may be one of my like a race pace off mm. of FTP, so mm. percentage yeah. off of that. Yeah, mine was 220. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look that up. I'd have to look that up. Um, yeah. So back to the original question. Uh, other other than the like actual, my the coolest ride that I've ever done is definitely you know doing a like a, a full. Uh, cycle around Puerto Rico. Um, I did that. I did that three times in three days, so it was like a three-day ride, and I did it one time in two days, and that was that was crazy. I mean, it was crazy fun because it was a smaller group. Everybody was uh, like little stronger riders, and like we we went fast to be able to cover all that in the two days. Um, how, how far is it in around? training? Um, it we averaged over a hundred miles every day. Wow. wow. Um, there was one day we did the three day ride 
uh, well, no, when we did the two day ride, there was one day that was one seventy one hundred and seventy six miles, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. And then we did day two, hundred hundred thirty something. Um, yeah, that was wow. that was insane. I had a lot of fun doing that. Training on the bike as an adult who need, who has a job that needs to pay bills and have a family, most of that is done indoor in a trainer. Uh, and that is not exciting or cool at all for a lot of people. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a story that I find cool because of how horrible it was, but I was, I had to do my long, like my long, longest ride in training. I have a race in two weeks. So two weekends before that I have it scheduled. I'm riding a hundred miles. It's pouring, like, like pouring rain, you know, like almost key storm type thing. It's not stopping. And I'm like, yep, well, this is going down in the trainer. And I sat on that thing for six hours, did not stop pedaling for six hours. I peed on myself twice and had a like a small table beside me with like 12 water bottles uh, so I wouldn't have to come off the bike to drink. Um, I, I find that cool. It's likely not. <laughs> Did you, uh, was that like in your garage or under your, your, uh, your cabana or not cabana, but your thing outside your house or is this before that house? Yeah, so uh, my triathlon club, we rented out this space um, where we would leave the bikes and the trainer. Then we had AC and, and music and whatnot. And we'd get together there to do all the, all the indoor uh, training sessions there. At least there was company and we talked to each other and whatnot. Uh, so I, I did it in there. Uh, started around like 5 a.m. through 11 in the morning. Wow. Man, it makes, makes me think the... A one-hour row time trial is not that bad. It it really isn't. Um, it it's really not the the terrible thing about that is your hands because they get smooshy uh, yeah. and yep. the row handle. Yep. Um, okay, I wanted I wanted to hit on you mentioned you were you were doing endurance training and competing and you felt weak and then that got you into CrossFit and I thought that was interesting because. That definitely seems to be a, a misconception with endurance training that you that strength training will limit your capabilities. So I, I would just, I'd love to hear, and Mike, you could talk on this as well, what your approach was with training to complement endurance work um, and any other pieces you want to add that might be insightful for people comparing those two, comparing those two. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll attack that in like two two separate angles. One, what my thought process was back then, and what I think now. Um, for one, I purposely tried to lose muscle because of my background and because how heavy I was and how much unnecessary muscle I had on my body. So I was trying to waste as much muscle as possible because at 5.5% body fat. Like, I don't know what else to do to get lighter um, and still have some semblance of energy to be able to train. Right. Um, but then I realized this, right. I'm like, I, I mean, I, 
I go up these hills and I feel like I have gas and, and the engine to do it. But my legs, like they're just killing me. Like they're burning. Right. I, I need to squat. Like I need to lunge. I, I need to get strong. So I'm, I'm thinking that. And what I started to do was bodybuild. I, I just started going to the gym twice a week, doing some, some bodybuilding, like traditional stuff. But I, I wanted there to be something different. I wanted there to be like a magic, you know, weight training for endurance thing. And that's why I jumped all over the CrossFit endurance thing. From there, when I jumped to CrossFit, I was just, you know, I, I just loved CrossFit in it by itself, right? Like then, then it wasn't about, you know, uh, that helping me for endurance. I was just like, holy shit, like that's super awesome. Like I, I want to be able to do all of that. There's still a lot of endurance stuff. There's some explosive things that I, I know I'm, I'm pretty good at or are kind of uh, down my alley. So that, that kind of went separately. Uh, today, as a coach, knowing what I know, uh, talking to as many people as I've talked to, not only like professional triathletes, and I'm, I'm talking, so I'll, I'll just leave it at this. Ask Mark Allen, who won Kona, seven times right ask him one thing in your entire career that was a game changer and it's the day he walked into the gym and started lifting weights to make mm -hmm. him a better triathlete like that he can say that that was a game changer so i i understand i understand the entire like no no, no. you got to get light uh to be faster and that is factual but just like what you guys ask, like what was your power to weight ratio? You need power and you're trying to be as strong as possible, weighing the least amount as possible. It doesn't, it doesn't mean get as weak as possible. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my quick two cents on it. Awesome. Anything to add there, Mike? No, I think, um, I mean, it obviously it depends on where you're coming from, and because I was kind of where Henry was as well. And when I did it, I knew it was just a one-time endeavor. I wasn't going into it like a seasonal thing like Henry did. Um, but I was I was not focused on strength at all because I knew in the year that I was training for it, I was still going to be stronger than 99% of the people out there, and I knew that I had the strength to do it. I just needed to work on endurance. So obviously, it all depends on where you where you're coming from. And Henry had obviously gotten to that tipping point where he had lost lost enough weight gotten enduring enough and the next step was putting some of that strength back on gotcha just just for people to give context mark allen he's arguably one of the best triathletes of all time in 93 he won the world championship ironman in a time of eight hours seven minutes 46 seconds yeah no heart rate monitor no power meter <laughs> no any of that stuff yeah. not even a triathlon bike in the i think the current world record is 721 well at kona it's seven it was set this weekend i think this past weekend it was 740 i think so oh, wow there. wow over like 30 years later yeah fascinating okay so let's pivot a little yep so we crafted has released training programs in the last month in September of 2022, and you're running two of them, the function program and the build program. But today I want to talk about the function program. So uh, how about we first jump into 
how is it different from your one-to-one coaching that you offer? Yeah. So the, I mean, the, the biggest difference is that the program is, is just the program, right? It's a bunch of, I, I mean, I, I don't want to reduce it to that. Right. But it's, it's just training written on a piece of paper on, or on your phone. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think about who the average individual or the average avatar may be that I am programming for and putting together uh, a logical, what I consider an intelligent and balanced program. Um, when you, when you're, when we're talking about one-to-one training, it's all of the above that I just mentioned, only that I'm not thinking about an average individual. I'm thinking about the person that I have in front of me. Um, and that includes, you know, what they bring to the table, everywhere that they've been, where they want to go and looking at where are you now and what I can do to help you get to that place you want to go. Um, there are uh, revisions in training uh, based on that individual's feedback. There are, you know, we may entirely change the course if there is an injury, if, you know, um, things aren't aligning or there's been like a major life change, like you lose your job, uh, lose a a loved one, have a kid, things like that. Like that may completely alter what what we're doing. And it's also supported with specific nutrition and lifestyle for that individual. Whereas, you know, the, the program, like there, I, I can't really do anything if you get injured um, in or outside of the gym. Like this is still the program. Um, like we, we can't change day so that you're not using your left wrist, for example. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's uh, what you were looking for or the depth of that answer. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. Just seeing how they're both programs but one is not flexible and one has great flexibility when needed. doesn't mean it always is flexible because I think we'd all agree that you want some semblance of consistency in your training. However, you've got to be able to pivot when life you know, throws curveballs at you. So I think that's a good upfront acknowledgement of the differences between the two. So now the next question would be why, why is it called function? Huh. So um, we actually went back and forth trying to find a good name that was representative of, you know, what we're trying to do there. Um, Crafted function is directed towards being active, feeling good, strong, and but especially feeling great for life after your training. So basically, we want to put together a program that makes you feel great for anything that you're going to do outside of the gym. Um, It's called function as in, you know, alluding to your function as a human being and whatever that may mean for each individual that's, that's doing it. Right. Um, It's well-balanced. We are trying to not take unnecessary risks or minimize uh, possibility of injury and whatnot. And definitely doing just enough to get a stimulus without crushing individuals. Awesome. So it's very comprehensive and 
uh, or maybe conference is not the right word, but we could say comprehensive, but ensuring that people who want to have well-rounded fitness that allows them to keep moving forward and minimize setbacks um, so that they can have great function in life. Uh, that's kind of a big aim for the training and keeping some of those elements Correct. that I'm sure that they've been exposed to when doing CrossFit or competing. So it's not just simply, you know, bodybuilding and going for runs. There's a, there's good variation and creativity to keep things enjoyable and exciting. That's what I was going to ask some clarifying questions of, <clears throat> is it, if you had to categorize it, is it more towards CrossFit? Is it more towards, you know, functional bodybuilding? Is it more weights and cyclical aerobic? Can you give some context around that? Yeah, so what, what I'm trying to do in this program is include everything that you just mentioned. Uh, it's, it's not because I believe that that is a better approach to it, um, but I'm inspired by that. That's where I come from, and I recognize that a lot of the people that follow us and that are involved with Crafted, um, many of them have, in some way, a similar background. I, I want it. Sam was was speaking I, I wanted to kind of uh, jump in and say if you do bodybuilding and walk you can likely do what I described that the program is for if you do functional bodybuilding and some cyclical aerobics you can likely do that as well um, so it's it's not that this is the way this is a way and I would pose that there is a lot more variance and creativity that goes into that than in many other programs or that it's even warranted honestly to get the desired result but i i'm definitely thinking that i want people to enjoy what they're doing that's that's what i was about to say is there so there's you're telling me there's an aspect of not the whole thing but there's an aspect of enjoyment over just strictly what we think is ideal for health and longevity yes yes um and and I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, as a coach, my job is to tell you what you need, not necessarily yeah. what you want. And we can, you know, we can break that down in, in a lot of different, uh, what that means in a lot of different ways. Um, so it, it, it's not that I'm conceding anything. It's basically within the program. It's basically like, yeah, like this works undoubtedly. We could also do these things and, and kind of stay aligned with it. So there are uh, right now two days of like strict linear progression, you know, bodybuilding in there, or we can call it power building, although that kind of eats a little bit more into the other program build. But essentially, there's two days of that. There is two days of more dynamic, va- dynamic movement, varied work uh, with, you know, mixed modal intervals in there, which will appeal more to the CrossFitter or functional fitness uh, fanatic or uh yeah, follower. And there's one day where it's actually a, it's two workouts. You, you pick which one you want to do. One of them is easy flow, very easy aerobic work. The other one is in, in, in a cyclical interval progression uh, for those that dig that kind of, that kind of workout. How about we had written this question I wanted to ask you is what are the misconceptions around training for health and vitality in the current market. 
So biggest one is basically that everything that we know and we want to base, um, you know, training science on is going to be as per performance. Um, that that's what we're basing things on, right? Where where ch- we we delineate these training zones uh, off of and like actual professional endurance runners. We talk about these are percentages you should be lifting off of a one RM, and everything is basically based off the peak of human expression in each of the things that we do, and how do you even know that you're training at 70% of your one RM if you don't know what your one RM is, right? And if we're, if we're talking about vitality, you know, training used to feel good, feel good, look good, have fun out in the gym. You don't, you don't need the one RM. We can describe how that's supposed to feel in a lot of other ways. And maybe it's the same thing that is technically still the percentage of a number, but the entire approach and intent to it is completely different. And intent is huge when we're doing these things. And when we're talking about vitality, because that is the difference between no, 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 no. I know my time. I know my pace. I have to hit that. And I will not be able to sleep tonight because of this effort tonight. Versus, you know, I feel a little tired today. I've got a lot going on. There's stress in my life. These are feeling a little bit tougher than usual. I'm just going to pull back and be happy with that. Same applies to, you know, squatting a particular weight and and whatnot. So it's, it's really, it doesn't go against anything else that's out there. It's just a different way to approach it. Really. One thing that, that made me think about was how with performance training, you're usually pushing to a, a target or a new threshold of sorts. Whereas with vitality, you're, you're, you're not trying to push to anything. You're just trying to keep moving forward. It's like the intentional shift that you mentioned. It's away from a particular target and more just continual movement forward. Yeah. I mean, I, the, this is a lot like what I do for my training. Um, and one thing that I'm always looking for is how much can I push to the point where I'm like, like, yeah, this, this feels good. Right. I'm, I'm into that. Um, it, it's just good. That's what I call it. And I can push a little bit more, but then I don't like that's, I, I want to get to that point where I, I see the difference between what I'm doing and what my max effort would be. But I don't even, I don't even try to, to get into that area. I just want to know that it's there. Yeah. I can, I can even feel that in my own training. There's a, you know, you're doing some mixed work or even cyclical work and you're, you're pushing hard based on like what the intent is for the piece. But you know that when you work chasing performance, you could be, your, your split could be like four seconds faster right now um, across all, you know, 10 sets, but it's like, well, this is, this is good for now. Cause I'm not, not going for this particular target, um, which it's a good feeling knowing the, knowing the difference between the two and like, this is, I'm going to get the, because I think a lot of people, especially those that were deep into the CrossFit world or, or still are, they, 
I think it's easier for them to believe that they need to drop to split four seconds to achieve whatever dose that they think they need to get better. And I know, especially with our individual clients, the ones that compete, there's a lot of it is, is teaching them about the value and in, in various levels of uh, effort and speed and pace and why they all play a specific role. And then I think when people come to the point where they're not competing anymore and they need to understand health and vitality and what does training look like, that's where that great base support, if you had a great coach of understanding like what is too hard and what is just right becomes really applicable because then in your training, you can approach it like you just said, where you know you can gauge appropriately what's enough and what's, what's too much. And then that just allows you to maintain greater consistency over your training, which is what you really want. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, what, one thing that is uh, extremely challenging and tough is, is making that transition. Right. And to stop competing yet continue to walk into the same gym where you went and to train whilst you were competing, doing a lot of the same, the vast majority of the same movements and try not that or not let that like eat away at you. Um, let's, if, if we talk about, if we're, if we're talking about the context of CrossFit, you know, anytime you're squatting for, anything at or under triples you're thinking 400 pounds right like that's the and you've hit it and you know that that's good and then you come in and you hit 370 and like you you feel like you're a complete chump and it's still over two times your body weight and you do you probably did it without a belt right there's all of these things where like the the only context in which that matters and makes you not as good is if you are competing. Otherwise that's a huge squat right there. That's a huge squat set. Right. And, and I, I mean, I, I can give you hundreds of examples of this because it took me like four years to honestly be where I'm at right now, where I'm like, if, if I could do that number, like without a belt for a double and, feel like, oh my God, I, I can do another rep. Like that to me is bigger than a PR. And I don't even want to try to add more weight to that bar. Um, same for like, at, like any other, you know, score in a benchmark if I were going to try to do it or, you know, uh, row or bike intervals, right? Knowing, ooh, I'm almost there. I had something in the tank. I don't know if I could have hit that number in the past or not. I'm I'm just happy to, stay down here and under it um Pro it's, tip, it's difficult so man. far away if you get so far away from your old results it makes it harder to compare to them <laughs> over time you mean yeah 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 that, that, that's a big one that i think more people are gonna have to or not say more people um maybe the better way of saying it is as people transition out of competing in fitness, because it, there's a, there's a, a, a finite window of when you're going to really be at your potential and where like golf would be a good parallel, like golf, you can keep competing and playing at a high level until you're in your sixties, but with a really physical sport like CrossFit or functional fitness, you're in a lot of other more intensive, physically demanding sports. There's a, finite time window. So 
you obviously want to make the most of that. But then there becomes an inevitable point where you have to transition out of that. And that can be very tough for people, especially if your identity is deeply rooted in that athletic persona you have, which a lot of people it is, especially those that take it really seriously. And that's something I've, I've been reflecting on with clients and conversations of, okay, how do you traverse that really well? Like, how do you move from this one chapter of life where you're, it's like Henry, the athlete, uh, to Henry, the coach, um, you know, and dad, husband, business owner, all these things. Like that's a very, that's challenging. And like you said, it took, it's taken maybe four years. So are there any pieces that come to mind that have been helpful for you in that transition? Um, man, honestly, not, not one particular thing. Uh, it helps a lot that I'm as close as I am to, uh, to OPEX and to James and being listening to these, right. To this different iterations of the same message for years and years. Um, and, and even saying them, right. I'm, I'm trying to tell people these things that I, I still cannot let go of for years um, until like it, it finally sunk in and, and you can accept it and you realize it, it really is a switch, right? You either give a shit about your squat or you don't about that max. Right. And then, Oh, I can, I can give you one example. Yeah. Getting injured, you know, hurting my back for the first time in my life to where for months I can't do certain movements and I still feel pain in my back. Right. Like that, that was a pretty, um, it, it was a pretty rude awakening in that continue to chase and this is going to happen. And it did more frequently, um, to, to a lesser degree, I'd recover faster every time. But after the third time, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm hurting myself to do something that I know I don't want because I do not want to compete. I I'm a hundred percent certain of this. Right. Um, and then when it got into like actual physical damage that I'm doing to myself, like that hurt a lot. Of course, as, as a coach, I'm trying for my clients not to go through injury. I believe mm -hmm. that's, uh, you know, that's one of our one big part of our job. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I would say just to add to that, um, just knowing, reflecting on, like you mentioned those other things, the dad, the husband, the business owner, reflecting on and we go through this with our clients reflecting on priorities and values and bringing your alignment back to those things that are actually priorities now to remind yourself because it's easy for us we're all competitive and we all like crossfit so it's easy for us to once we get in there to be like yeah i can still do this or i want to do this again but if we reflect back and be like no this is where my values really are my priorities really are so yeah um sorry real quick it's You're good that it, it's it's still tough, man. Because I mm -hmm. I said to myself, and I've heard clients say, like, you know, I'm clear. This is these are my three top three priorities, and training is kind of fifth down there, only because it feeds those. But man, I could already squat that. I already had a two fifteen mm -hmm. friend. I I thought I'd at least be able to hold on to it, right? These this is how the narrative goes, even if they don't say it. 
this this is what goes inside your head right yep. and, and you don't realize that what whatever you had to dig in like truly dig in and push to hit whether it be a lift whether whatever training piece it was that only happened because you really 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 wanted it the minute the minute that's not a priority you lose like 10% of your performance ability if that if that doesn't happen and this is going to be a I'm I'll, I'm kind of just kind of mic drop this but if you don't lose that then you never really wanted it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. I like that. Yeah. How about to how about to close? I got one good question for you. What have you changed your mind on in the past year with regards to program design? Yeah, um, we chatted on this a week or two ago. I'm going to go with you do not need as much training as you may think to maintain maintain lean mass. Um, building and making more mass is a completely different conversation, but holding on to strength and holding on to muscle requires a lot less effort and volume that many people think this is not a great discovery that I just made. Uh, This has been well-documented for years, but again, what I changed my mind on, I was still like, I I was having a hard time believing it. Um, But I find myself doing less and less over the years and keep doing in bodies and, you know, looking at myself and I think that uh, muscle's still there. Awesome. I love that. Where where can people find you or to hold you interested in coaching or joining your profession or build programs? Easy. Just come down to PR. I'll be here. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram as Coach Toronto. Everything in lowercase and together. I'm on Facebook as Coach Henry Toronto, or you can email me at Henry at Crafted dot Coach. Perfect. Anything to add, Mike? Oh, that was good. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you, Henry, for your time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for the invite, guys. Crafting Fitness is powered by Crafted Coaching. To learn more about individually designed fitness and to explore our range of goal-driven programs, head to www.crafted.coach. Thank you.